Good evening, football fans, and welcome to a Jacksonville Jaguar theme episode of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in these special guests, uh, all you need to do is subscribe, like, comment, or share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We've got some open championship content coming out next next week, and uh, you never know what will appear on the uh, YouTube page. So if you know me over the past two plus decades, you know I am a huge Jacksonville Jaguar fan. No matter if we're playing the AFC Championship game or going 1-15, I am <laughs> rooting blood, sweat, and tears for my Jacks. And luckily tonight, I've got somebody who's just as big, if not a bigger Jacks fan than me from Jacksonville Beach, Florida. It's my buddy, uh, Brad Halvin. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the Jaguars. I mean, we're, we're certainly excited, uh, down here. We're seem like we're always excited. Uh, I mean, I, I have been a Jaguar fan since the inception. I was at the inaugural game. Yes. They lost 10 to three to then the Houston Oilers way back then, but uh, I, I've been a periodic uh, s- a season ticket holder here and there, uh, but obviously living living in town, definitely have my uh, finger on the pulse of uh, what's going on with the, with the franchise. In a way, Northeast Florida, Southeast Georgia are two great areas for football fans because you've got definitely. Florida, Florida State, you've got the University of Georgia, you've got so many... And the Jaguars coming in the middle 90s gave, perfect, gave fans in your area of the country a professional football team because the only two teams that won football teams that won Florida were the Bucks in Tampa and the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gr- growing up, uh, uh, Obviously, the Jaguars weren't around, as you can tell. I'm a little, uh, little long in the tooth here. But uh, growing up, uh, I, I mean, I, I was a big uh, Dolphins fan. I, I loved, loved me some Dan Marino. Uh, he, he was always uh, fun to watch, and I always uh, kept somebody in the game. And uh, but now uh, I, I think the Jaguars may, uh, may have somebody as well that hopefully can have the long, longevity and you know just accolades that uh, Marino had but uh, maybe bring home that big uh, trophy at the end of the year too oh wait a minute are you talking about that trevor lawrence guy from clemson yeah i'm not talking about tim tebow i'm talking about trevor lawrence that's correct <laughs> absolutely yeah so uh, obviously I, I it was weird like w- watching week one last year against the colts i'm like oh, i want to win but i know if we win it will call it may cost the trevor lawrence and when i saw the Jets somehow beat the Rams week 15. I'm like, right. holy cow, the Jets are going to lose. The Jaguars are going to get Trevor Lawrence. And of right. course, New York won week 16, meaning the Jags would get Trevor Lawrence. So when you knew the Jaguars had won the Trevor Lawrence Bowl, what were your thoughts? I was, uh, I was ecstatic. I mean, I, I got to be honest, uh, as the season was going on, I have an eight-year-old son. He's about to be nine. Uh, so he's kind of, you know, getting getting his groove with, when it comes to football. So there was a lot of talk about Justin Fields. Hey, you know, th- this guy could be our quarterback. Let's watch some Ohio State games. My son actually kind of became a Justin Fields fan. 
just um, as, as the season went along. But then everything happened, and uh, the Jets lost, and of course the Jaguars uh, moved in that, that number one spot. So I had to start talking up Trevor Lawrence, and uh, you know we we watched the uh, the college football playoffs and all that kind of stuff, and uh, really, you know, even leading up to the draft, really talking about him you know, where, where he's from, you know, which is, uh, he's right up, uh, he's from, you know, uh, Georgia, uh, so close by, you know, said, talked about how he just got married and how the fans in Jacksonville rallied around and went and got on their registry and like, you know, uh, purchased some gifts for uh, him and his bride, including a uh, overpriced toaster, which I think uh, has uh, made, made it around the, uh, the media. So, you know, I, I was uh, absolutely ecstatic that, uh, that uh, Lawrence was going to be the pick. And I, I got a feeling that uh, Urban Meyer was too, because I don't think he would have uh, come to Jacksonville if they didn't have that number one pick. Uh, I, if, if he didn't have a chance to get his hands on Trevor Lawrence and uh, and see what he can do in the pros, I, I don't think uh, he would be the, be the head coach. How much had you seen Lawrence play at Clemson? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a college football fan. I, I went to the University of Florida. So I, um, you know, I, I saw Tim Tebow. I saw Urban Meyer. I've seen them all. So this is a hotbed of uh, college football. So I mean, it, it, it has been a little more difficult uh, over the years to watch as much uh, college football with uh, the amount of kids I have in my life. But uh, I still try and uh, make, make time to, you know, do, you know, look at the tape, look at the games, uh, you know, kind of see how comfortable a player is. I mean, when it came to Lawrence, it was, it was just, you know, watching his poise in the, in the pocket, his decision-making, his arm strength, and, uh, and the fact that he's uh, secretly uh, very, very athletic. Uh, he, he, can, he can pick up a first down with his legs or more, uh, you know, kind of extended drive uh, on, on that third, you know, a third and three, maybe a, a little scramble to uh, pick up that first down and keep going. So, I mean, I, I think he has the whole – you know, the whole package. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not a quarterback guru or anything like that, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to have him here. Yeah. It was interesting. Oddly enough, the one game I remember him wasn't the natural championship against Alabama. Yeah. But that Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State where they kicked the toe out of him and Lawrence and in that game, Lawrence was a runner and nobody could catch him. And Ohio State's get, and that was a an Ohio State defense right. with Chase Young. Yep. And they couldn't catch Lawrence when he scrambled. Yeah, he he's definitely a, a deceptive with his legs, and uh, I I think that's gonna certainly come in handy because the Jaguars' offensive line still, I mean, still has some holes. I mean, it's it's certainly not the strength of the team, uh, so he's gonna have to be on his uh, p's and q's back there. But uh, I I think his his height and, uh, you know, compared to a, to a Gardner Minshew, uh, hopefully will allow him to see down the field a little bit better. Um, and I think with the, with the new offensive coordinator, I think they're going to be able to push the ball down a little bit, down the field. Yeah, so um, oddly enough, people thinking of quarterback, but to me, the strength of the Jaguars is the offense and beyond, preferably, I'm not sure – there be a there will be a team with Travis Etienne and James Robinson as a tandem. I mean, find me a better tandem in football right now. I know people say, "What about John and Taylor and Naheem Hines?" But James Robinson was a thousand yard rusher, 
Eric Travis Etienne's what the it's one of the greatest running backs in ACC history. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're both young and they're both gonna um, have their mark. I mean, uh, I they're gonna have to prove it to everybody to prove that they're up there with the level of of Chubb and Hunt and in Cleveland or something oh, yeah. like that. Chubb but, uh, and I mean, Kareem Hunt, you've won a. Yeah, they're they're probably the they're probably the top, but I mean, I, I think that uh, I think that they have the potential to uh, to uh, you know do do some things and, and and mix mix things up, be on the field at the same time, you know, cause uh, certainly cause mismatches. I mean, that's something that Urban Meyer uh, likes to do. I mean, he he covets speed and uh, and quickness and 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 hitting fast. So I mean, I, I think having both of them on the field is going to put the uh, defense on their toes, on their heels, I guess, really. <laughs> So speaking of Urban Meyer, obviously remember what he did, Utah, Florida, and the Ohio State, but how will he fare in the NFL when he's not where he's not A recruiting his own players and B un, undoubtedly lose a few more games than he ever did in college. Right. Yeah. I mean he's he uh, as I mentioned before, I don't I don't think he comes to the NFL, let alone Jacksonville, unless he has this perfect situation. I mean, he's coming in. Uh, people talk about him, you know, having pressure and stuff. I don't think there's any pressure, not this first year. I mean, they'd certainly want to see an improvement from a 1-15 record. But, I mean, he comes in. He he has a history of winning everywhere he goes. I, I want to say at Ohio State, he only – he was there for seven years. Maybe he lost nine games or something like that. He's going to lose – possibly lose more than that this first year uh, here in Jacksonville. But I, I think what he brings is, is a mindset that a lot of players uh, buy into uh, that, you know, um, I, I recently kind of uh, read, read his book uh, above the line, which really kind of just uh, capsulates the, uh, the national championship season at Ohio state really talks about, you know, setting the bar high that, you know, his lowest expectation is the team's highest expectation kind of thing. So, I mean, he, he talks about just the, you know, constant motivation, you know, having that carrot out in front of you that, that, that you're going after. And I, I mean, I, I think we, we, we've seen a lot of that uh, just nationally and everywhere that, uh, you know, that he, he's willing to, uh, to, you know, push the, to toe the line. I mean, he, is he a saint? Absolutely not. I mean, uh, I mean, judging from, you know, some of his record, um, or his rap sheet, I guess, in, in his college days uh, from Florida and Ohio State. I mean, he he definitely knows the toe of the line. I mean, heck, he's already been uh, fined two hundred thousand dollars for uh, <laughs> for the um, OTA infractions, which uh, I, you know, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I mean, uh, so, but I mean, I I think what what you're going to get from him is is someone that's that's going to do what it takes what it takes to win uh, and. He's going to be a hard worker. He's going to be there day and night. I mean, compared to uh, some of the coaches that the Jaguars have seen in the past, whether it's uh, Bradley or Marone or um, even dating back to uh, old uh, JDR, Jack Del Rio, yeah, I, I, I think I think uh, Ur Urban's going to come in here w with the mindset to do things his way and uh, motivate the team to, uh, to uh, reach him there. Are you worried about Urban coming from college because we've seen a bunch of college coaches now succeed? Or do you think because the college and pro games are so similar with teams trying to throw, you've got three, four, sometimes five receiver sets out there, do you think the fact that Urban 
knows and understands college football and can and can work with young players, could that be an advantage with a very young team in Jacksonville? I, I think that's an excellent point, Dylan, is, is how the game has evolved, how college football and professional football have, have kind of, you know, just really come together. Uh, I, I think with the, the youth of the, of the team, I, I think that's going to speak to him or he's going to be able to speak to them, you know, better than, than if it was a group of uh, savvy veterans or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, the, the, this team is young. They're hungry. Uh, there, there are a handful of people still on the team who, who've had these two back-to-back horrible years. And there's really only, you can probably count on one or two, you know, one or two fingers, uh, the players that are still here from 2017's miraculous run up that ended in uh, New England. So I, I think, I think, well, what you mentioned, I, I know, I know the history of, you know, court, uh, coaches coming from college to, professional is not that great. I mean, you got your Nick Sabans who, who, you know, flamed out. Uh, but you also have uh, the Jimmy Johnsons and the Pete Carroll's who, who, uh, you know, kind of came in. So I think there's an opportunity that maybe, who knows, maybe urban, you know, kind of follows that role. I mean, I think it's a similar situation to what Jimmy Johnson came in uh, to Dallas in the, in the early nineties. I mean, uh, obviously they got the first pick, Johnson got a uh, Aikman or Myers got a uh, Lawrence and uh, kind of just a uh, bill from there. But I, I think his mindset about speed and just, you know, attack, attack, attack is uh, going to be something that it's going to speak to the fans. I mean, the, of Jacksonville who just really just haven't seen a lot of offense uh, the last several years. Uh, so, I mean, to, to see a team come out and, and just, you know, be aggressive and, and try and go down the field is going to be a, uh, Something, something that fans aren't used to, but uh, something they're going to get excited about. And uh, I know one other thing. I know one other thing fans will be excited to see, and that's Tim Tebow putting on the pads. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, he, he's certainly a, a polarizing figure. I mean, maybe not as much as he was, you know, ten years ago. Uh, but I mean, they're, they're certainly nationally they're, they're blowing it up as far as. Uh, you know, him coming back. But I mean, I, I think the guy's coming, he, he's, he's showing up to work. He, he's, he's going to try, he's going to try and make the team. There's no, there's no guarantees. I mean, uh, come, starting at 33 years old at a new position, tight end, uh, you know, on a professional level, uh, it's going to take, it's going to take some, uh, some getting used to, and he's going to, he's going to have to roll with it and, you know, take the punches and, and learn on the fly. I mean, the season's only a couple months away. And, but I mean, uh, certainly um, excited for, I mean, it's his hometown. Obviously he played uh, at the university of Florida, won two, two national championships. Uh, there's a huge uh, Florida Gator fan base here in town. Uh, so I'm sure they're happy to see him, but I think the national medium is really uh, blowing it all out of proportion. And I mean, I, I wish the guy the best of luck. And uh, I mean, if he makes it, you know, Great. If not, and you know, he tried. Maybe he can go try golf after this. I don't know. Oh gosh, you imagine Tim <laughs> Tebow, Tim Tebow, Bryson DeChambeau, <laughs> Phil Mickelson, Tom, Tom there you Corky go. <laughs> for the next episode of the match. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I can attest when Tim Tebow came to came to full miles for a swing training game in 2019. Nobody left until Tim 
until Timmy got in a bet. I, I imagine, yeah. I mean, he he certainly uh, he has a mass following. He has people who love him. Uh, he, there's certainly some haters out there, but uh, I, I think the haters just they they just they're, they they want to see him fail. And uh, I mean, I don't I don't think that's cool at all. So I mean, you know, kudos go 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 for it, bud. Why not? So um, going into this year, who are some uh, breakout players you looking at looking at for the Jackals this year? Well, I, I certainly hope somebody on the defense breaks out because uh, uh, the defense last year was absolutely atrocious. Uh, I mean, just, uh, you know, just points after points. I, I want to say they yielded uh, close to 33 points a game, something ridiculous like that, or uh, or, or just under 30. I, I don't have my stats in front of me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just, you know, I'd like for them to get to the quarterback, uh, you know, cause a little – Little ruckus. I mean, Josh Allen took a step back after his rookie year. Um, they, they they did try and address some of that in free agency, and uh, they they are it seems like they're moving from a four three to a three four, which is going to free up uh, Chazon a little bit more. Uh, maybe play a little bit more of a natural position for him, uh, and instead of just being on the end, more of an outside linebacker. But to answer your question, I think I think the free agent signing that that's going to come up and surprise everybody is the Marvin Jones signing. I think him coming in as the number two receiver. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, LaVisca. He's going to be number two. Uh, but I think Marvin Jones is going to come in. I mean, he, he's, he's got the experience. Uh, he's got the, he's got the attitude. Uh, he's got the veteran leadership to come into that locker room and, and really do a good job not only within the uh, wide receiver room, but also I think he's going to build a nice uh, relationship with Trevor Lawrence. I think Lawrence is going to be the, be looking for him as the go-to guy uh, more so than Chark. I mean, I think Chark is, Chark is uh, certainly in a, uh, in a contract year. Uh, he, he's looking to have a big year, but I think Marvin Jones coming in is a little bit of an under, under the radar uh, selection for uh, for your fantasy football fans out there, or just uh, just the casual fans. I mean, I I think he's going to have a rebirth here in Jacksonville, and uh, I'm excited to see what he uh, brings to the table. Did Did you have anybody uh, that you uh, thought about? Uh, uh I I'm I'm intrigued by I'm intrigued by the Malvin Jones sign because you know what helps any young quarterback. A veteran slot receiver. Guess what more can be? A veteran slot receiver. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I mean, he certainly had some really nice games in Detroit. I mean, he had a, a solid quarterback up there, another bad team, uh, uh, you know, uh, historically. But, uh, but I, I think him coming here, I, I think he's going to, um, you know, bring his professionalism to the locker room and on the field. And uh, I think he's going to be a big target for Lawrence uh, and, and get those uh, crucial uh, first down catches. Yeah. And, and you know, if teams at Dublin Chalk will focus on the running game, Jones can be there in the slot and take advantage. To me, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, to me, I think two guys who need big years this year, one in CJ Henderson, because you know, with the Jags signing Shaq Griffin and drafting uh, 
who was that uh, Tyson Campbell, the uh, corner from Georgia. I think C.J. Henderson needs a big year. And uh, be honest, uh, Josh Allen and um, Jason will be huge this year because I think this three-four scheme will be more like what they ran in college because Josh Allen was a menace in three-four Kentucky and Jason rush the quarterback in the three four so hopefully this scheme is more like it yeah because if the Jags defense is somewhat decent I think they'll put up a few points yeah I mean uh that's what I mean I I, I want to say they were like 29th or 30th if they could get to the middle of the road this year uh defensively that would be uh that would be absolutely huge and uh yeah you're right uh Allen and Chazon I think this new three four hybrid is gonna you know fit their uh skill set uh, a lot better and uh, and hopefully uh, cause some chaos in the uh, opposing backfield. So now we get to the fun part. Uh, I've done this with a few of my guests, so I'm thinking we do a little Jags trivia right now. So uh, go ahead. Okay. I want I want you to test my uh, Jaguar knowledge right now. Sure. All right, Dylan. Uh, who is the all-time sack leader for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh gosh. Oh man, Played Tony Brockers. Uh, Tony Brackens. Yep, very good, very good, very good. And uh, I've got one for you. So uh, we talked about college coaches transitioning to the NFL. Where did Tom Coughlin coach before the Jaguars hired him? Sure. Well, uh, he 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 was coaching in the NFL. And then he went to uh, Boston College. He was a he was a Boston College Eagle before he became the uh, inaugural head coach at the for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's it, was Coughlin the coach? The BC knocked off number one Notre Dame in '93. That's an excellent question. I th- I want to say that he was. I want to say that he was. That's a that's an excellent question. We'll have to take away here. <laughs> It's possible. I, I remember watching that one too. I, I was uh, with my family because once again, I uh, grew up uh, going to the Gator games. We were at the Gators just beat somebody and we were, um, we were in, I don't know, the lobby slash bar area uh, waiting for a table after the game. And that game was on and I was like, all right, very good. Go yeah, that was, and that was the week after uh, Notre Dame beat F- number one FSU. Right. And of right, course right. the Irish, the Irish let down as always. Sure. As always. Yep, absolutely. So uh, thank you for hopping on the podcast, and uh, hopefully uh, Trevor Lawrence will be throwing a few touchdowns this year. Sunshine, we need you. Come on, Sunshine. (laughs) You imagine imagine Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown pass to Tim Tebow. Or maybe Tim Tebow throws a jump pass to Trevor Lawrence. Why not? Why not? That would not surprise me at all, the way uh, Urban Meyer's mind think sometimes so yeah i'm just saying you know urban you you know urban will have at least one or two jump pass for people yeah (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised yeah and they and they would have no chance to complete because they're like jump pass jump pass 85 to somebody in green right (laughs) exactly okay so thanks for hopping on and uh we wish you all the best thanks dylan i appreciate it had a good time